everyone, it's Naz here from 50th Parallel PR. I am here today with my work wife and director of operations, Hannah. That's me. And uh, we are here because our next episode isn't quite ready yet. We wanted to spend a bit more time working on it, so that'll be released next month. But we thought that we would do a bit of a bonus episode this month where we wanted to really spend some time talking about our own experiences where we started and some of the challenges that we've had and how we've overcome them, lessons that we've learned. So I'm curious if you can tell me what it was like in your very first job in a professional environment. What was that experience like? My first professional job was in university. I did my first internship at Canadian Mental Health and I got to work with women, which was really nice. I had always worked with a lot of men before, but that was my first experience where my department was all women and I had a really positive experience with that. With our agency being all female, people often ask us how that happened. Women are often really strong communicators and very visual, creative people. And so it kind of happened naturally, but I think it went back to my early days of working with all women. The space that was created around being vulnerable and being able to have open and honest conversation about what was going on. That's really interesting that you say that because I had a really similar experience coming out of university. I went to school for psych with a specialty in developmental psychology. So my first job coming out of school was working with kids with autism. And that was a female-dominated industry. And I had a really similar experience in that there was a lot of communication, a lot of emphasis around checking in with people. I was in that industry only for three months until I realized I was a bit in over my head. The next job that I had was as an intern at a talent management agency. It was almost the polar opposite of where I had come from and it was male dominated and all of a sudden I went from like what I felt like was a very significant role in this program, working with kids who really needed it, to being like lucky if I got a glance I was sitting in the corner in a tiny desk. It was definitely a really harsh shift in environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I really love, Hannah, about you is that you and I have really parallel experiences. And same thing with me, like when I had my first corporate job, it was very old school male dominated where there was a very clear hierarchy. The CEO was male, all the leadership was male and meetings in the boardroom were really intense and you were often put on the spot. Other male colleagues were often lifted up and I often felt like I was in the background supporting that. Mm -hmm. But there was a switch that happened in me kind of a couple years into it where I said, you know, this isn't okay anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not okay with this. I need to be where I feel like I'm going to thrive and that I need to create my own opportunities. Mm -hmm. And coming from Toronto, working in corporate PR, and then making the move to Terrace in BC, that opportunity gave me that chance to create something that was going to push me a little bit further than I was allowed to be back in Toronto. I definitely often felt like I was put in a box 
And I didn't feel like I fit the mold there either. I didn't go to all those social events that were expected of you. I couldn't stay late at work at night because I had another job so that I could pay my rent. So when I did make the move, that transition prompted me to make the changes that I wanted to have as part of my career. And I feel like you also went through a bit of that transition when you moved. Yeah, definitely. Between the ages of like 21 to 26, when I was living in LA, I worked at a recording studio. I worked in like tech startup, and then I went to video and platform management. So I kind of was in a lot of slightly different industries. But what I realized only after I left there was that I've had to fight ever since then the instinct to not open my mouth, to not talk. I felt like I had been trained to just almost barely exist in the room. (laughs) If you were in the room with people who were on that hierarchy above you. Mm -hmm. That's something that actually really changed when I moved out here and I started working at Hinterland. I still was one of two or three women in the company when I was working there, but that was kind of the first shift that I felt like my opinion matters. I do know what I'm talking about and I'm listened to. You know, I think in the beginning, I never intentionally set out to create a company that was all female, but I think it has become something that is ingrained in our values Mm -hmm. now. And even some of the content that we're putting out now, it's definitely about creating space and uplifting other women, which I love so much. And I think this year we're really leaning into that more. The conversation we had with Tessa last month was so inspiring. I've had so many wonderful, meaningful conversations with other women owners recently. I just want us to have a space where we can talk about our challenges and work through them together instead of feeling so isolated. Mm -hmm. I think that one of my favorite things that I get to see every day is that vulnerability. We were listening to a podcast the other week as a team and one of the things that came up was this idea of desensitizing yourself to failure. The only way to do that is to share your failures with your teammates and It helps people kind of recognize that this is a growing experience and this is okay. And I don't think that's a concept that's necessarily widely accepted, Mm -hmm. especially not in our industry. Mm -hmm. That's been really great to be able to feel open and honest about that and authentic with our own team internally. Mm -hmm. We really work hard at making sure that our team can come to us when they're having an off day or when they need to work through something. And it's crazy because the feedback we're getting from our team is that they've never had that before. And that motivates me even more to create that space and be so steadfast, intentional with continuing to do that. Definitely. Yeah. And I mirror your enthusiasm with hearing that sort of feedback. If you were to tell your 19-year-old self one thing, what would you tell her? Speak up. I would tell her to speak up. And I would also tell her to walk out when it doesn't serve you. I learned a lot of bad habits. And I mean bad habits as in, like, I didn't want to let anyone down. I kind of replayed these things in my head 
this is a good job. You got to work your way up the ladder. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. But really what I was learning is it's okay not to speak up in the room. It's okay not to be called on. It's okay that he's speaking louder than you. So he's getting the credit and it's not. I think for me, it would definitely be ask for what you want. This is something presently I have an, a hard time with because of those formative years where I felt like you should just appreciate what you're getting. And I don't agree with that anymore. And so I really push past that and I really work towards finding my voice even now. Continuing to remind myself that I can ask for what I want, even if it's not of a person asking the universe, hey, I could really use some help. I would really love if this happened. You know, and being comfortable with that, I think is something that is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's been quite the journey, Naz, as you know. <laughs> but I would never choose any other journey. And I'm super thankful that we're on this journey together. It's always interesting to see those kind of parallels. Great. I see you laughing at yourself at making that little witty. <laughs> <laughs> About 50 parallels. <laughs> You've been listening to Parallel Purpose, a podcast by 50th Parallel Public Relations. We are honored to be located on the traditional unceded territory of the Comox First Nation in the Comox Valley. And of the Lekwungen-speaking people, Songhees, and Esquimalt First Nations in Victoria. Follow us on our Instagram, Parallel Purpose Podcast, for the latest updates and behind-the-scenes content. And of course, follow us wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss an episode. Our next episode will be released soon. We hope you will join us then.